the more you take responsibility for what you, for your life, where you want to go in your life, the more opportunities will come your way. And what do I mean by taking responsibility is by being intentional in what you do. So wherever you want to go, you got to intentionally do something to create the opportunity, right? You got to intentionally do something. Responsibility creates opportunity. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of The Design Live Show. In episode 77 of TDLS, I had a chance to sit down with Darold Pinak. He is the host and producer of Passion Behind the Art podcast. Darold is passionate about creating design solutions that make people's first experience with a product or brand become a lasting one. He has over 10 years of experience and he offers a proven ability to conduct creative analysis and design best fit solutions for campaigns including identity system and web design for some great clients abroad. Everything he does is for his greatest assets, his wife and kids. In this episode, we talk about his amazing design life stories from ground up how he was able to start his creative business after taking architecture in college, how he was able to start and get clients working on projects for non-profit sector, and his massive insights about shifting from another discipline into another discipline, how to learn fast to bring the solutions to solve business problems, and what I mean about that is real-world problems. So... Also, we talk about why bringing creative attention to business is the key to creating a quality design assets. And we also talk about biggest challenges he faced and how he was able to overcome and continually overcoming it as a creative business owner. Why podcasting is the best networking tool for creatives and why taking more responsibilities creates better opportunities and much much more i'm super super pumped to share this to all of you guys and i'm very sure that you'll gain and obtain a lot of value from this episode and uh, it's really great to connect with daryl remotely right so on the other side of the world and it's really interesting to hear his stories and some business advice for creatives especially for aspiring creatives entrepreneur out there so make sure to stick around until the end if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast it's available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and soundcloud you can go to the designliveshow.com that's the designliveshow.com to learn more about this crazy mission that i'm doing <laughs> so uh, i need your help guys to so spread the love and hope and positivity guys in the community so yeah that's it i don't want to waste your time anymore so without further ado i hope you enjoy this episode you're listening to the design life show a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life it's me jay christ a designer from the philippines best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey 
Hey everyone, it's me again, Jake Rice, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. And I'm super stoked right now. Actually, this is really, uh, I'm this is really a humbling experience to talk with Daryl Pinock, right? So if you know him, probably you know him with with his podcast, Passion Behind the Art, and he he talk with a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs as well, especially in the creative side so in in the design industry so i'm super stoked to have you daryl how are you man thank you so much for accepting my invitation dude um it's always um good to be on the other end uh it's sometimes weird but uh yeah. i'm definitely excited about yeah. like just being on your podcast i really appreciate the invite um, I guess because I run a podcast, a lot of yeah. people don't ask me, yeah. but um, it's always good to be asked to be on the other end. I really appreciate it, man. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan, man. So yeah, it's it's pretty weird. I, I agree with you. It's pretty weird, you know, you know, this technology giving us the opportunity to talk with the other, uh, other creatives, even offshore. So it's, it's right. pretty, uh, and um, definitely a massive learning experience for me. So just to give context in this episode, man, can, can you give us a little about your business or what you're doing right now for, for just to know more about you or for the listeners or for those who are listening? Well, um, what am I doing? I am doing sometimes too much. Uh, currently, I work for a creative agency called MNR. Um, I was in the freelance field, but I switched over and I currently work for a creative agency called MNR Marketing mm -hmm. um, here in the States. And I also run my podcast and I do a lot of things. Um, I'm also uh -huh. I recently got um, the offer to be on the board of directors for a school that's starting. So wow, there's just cool. a few things that um, I got going on. But um, my main thing is working at this creative agency and my podcast right now. Gotcha. And that's, uh, that's pretty much, I think, uh, one of the best works that I, that I stumble upon of, of you is your passion behind the art podcast. So you, you've interviewed Chris too, right? And Matthew and Sina and other, <laughs> you know, pretty great uh, uh, designers out there so what's the you know what's can you share a little bit what 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 is like growing up in the as a I, I don't know if you're are you be are you a creative uh, even though you're just a kid or can you share what's what what's uh, what is like growing, growing up, up in the US yeah all right so growing up so for those who don't know a lot of my backstory uh -huh. Um, I was actually born in Jamaica Gotcha. and okay. I came to the States at a young age in the U S and I lived in New York. Um, I was always a drawer growing up, always drawing, uh -huh. um, up until a long time. I mean, for a long time, I thought I was going to be an architect. Um, I went to school for architecture i studied building design in college so as a kid like my whole preparation 
was to be an architect. I was drawing. I like to doodle. I love to do characters, but for some mm -hmm. reason, um, it didn't connect for me to be a designer or like, well, at least a graphic designer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, I can, I like to draw. Um, I like math. What's something that I can do with that? And architecture was that thing. So I went to school for four years and I also worked in the field for eight years. But during working in the field, I eventually fell in love with graphic design. So it's kind of, it was kind of weird, like my whole life architecture, that was, that was um, what I was going to do, even though I like to draw, I like cartoon, I like um, all the, the illustration type deal. But um, for some reason, graphic design, I didn't see that, see that as an option until when I was in college and I caught wind of it. And I eventually made the switch from studying architecture, working in the field mm -hmm. to graphic design. Gotcha. What, what is like uh, when you got your first client? Did you get your first client when you're in college for, for the graphic design side? My first client, um, a lot of my early days of design, it was in the nonprofit sector. Um, so my early days in graphic design was in a nonprofit sector. So churches, um, different nonprofit organizations that was um and it to be honest like at that time like I was just trying to learn so I was uh -huh. just like wow this is pretty cool um I love this thing it was distracting me from architecture and I loved it I wanted literally no part of um architecture for a while i just wanted to do graphic design so once i found out okay i love doing this and people are paying me so in 2006 i officially like started doing this professionally and i really started to branch out out of outside of the like the nonprofit and just get different businesses and trust me i just felt mm -hmm. like yeah. it's the greatest thing in the world to kind of be mm -hmm getting paid to create um, yeah. strategically create to help someone else's business gotcha especially in the design and creative yeah yeah yes it's pretty cool well, uh, I'm just curious man because I think a lot of creatives right now are really struggling or, or those aspiring creatives uh, to, to be exact because you know uh, life is not that easy like like what we are uh, like like we are dreaming of right so what mm -hmm. is uh, what, what's your thoughts when you're just when you're transitioning what, what are you thinking when you're transitioning into graphic design from architecture well at the time my thinking was just I gotta learn this thing gotcha so mm -hmm. I spent hours hours upon hours upon hours upon hours just learning it wasn't about like i spent at least two years like before i even got a client so i really started learning like in 2004 so i so from 2004 to 2006 my oh my goal was to learn gotcha because i didn't want i didn't go to school for graphic design i was 100 self-taught And mm -hmm. that's still pretty relative because I learned from other people. So I wouldn't say I was, you know, 
I, w- I learned from a, a few different people, people just teaching me along the way, picking up things along the way, tutorials. Gotcha. So my, mm-hmm. my number one goal at the time was to make sure that once someone, get, once someone gives me their money to help them mm-hmm. with their business, I know what, what in the world I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's, mm-hmm. there's always that pressure. Okay, you know, someone is paying you now. It's mm-hmm. no longer you're doing it for fun. Yeah. So for designers, I, I would say like the first, the first thing, you know, I mean, is to learn just, and that's never going to end. I'm constantly yeah, learning. Like that's years ago and I'm still learning and I'm yeah. never going to stop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So <laughs> my craft to make sure that my craft is like stellar was my main focus at that time. hundred percent. And especially in the creative side, and you know, there's always a lot of things. You know, it's a, it's like a living organism, right? So it changes yes, a lot every month or every day. So probably for those creatives, you you should really have that that growth mindset. And you, you shared this a lot on your Facebook page, right? And I see a lot of content about that as well. And uh, by the way, Daryl, when 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 it comes to uh, gra- graphic design I think there's a lot of creatives out there especially here in the Philippines that they don't know how they can strategically implement their design into a business you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. you know in the business aspect do, do you learn that on your experience or do you learn that from somewhere or from books or can you share your insights with that well I learn from, so this is how I learn. One, I learn from books, but more so audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I listen to, audio, I do audiobooks. I learn from books. I learn from videos. I learn from anywhere possible that I can. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to how to use your design to help businesses, because we have that power. We have that power to make or break a business. We have that power to 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 bring attention to a business and that is that is our competitive advantage to creatively um bring attention to someone else's business and that's key if you can't do that like we all could put pretty colors and pretty shapes and put it all together but understanding what where this business is trying to go, what they're about, who they're speaking to is key into creating a quality design asset for a company. That's hundred percent right. So I think the biggest assets right now is the especially the in the internet world is the the uh, the website, right? The logos. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically mm-hmm a living part of a business. So uh, I think for those creatives that are not really confident about their works, how they can pay themselves for that. I think it's, it's Daryl is a living testament about that. So you, you should really impl- uh, strategically um, implement that to your business or to your service-based business. So, Man, I think you've done a lot of great stuff. You've done a lot of great works and you're, you're also uh, contributing a lot of great content in the creative space, right? So 
what's what's the best i i mean what's the biggest struggle uh doing all this stuff stuff juggling the life and you know the work the business can you share your uh, if you want to share something from for that sure um well for me some of the struggles that i've faced i mean And there was something that you said earlier that I just want to touch on. And I know a lot of creatives, a creatives um, struggle with this thing. And that's the whole idea of having enough confidence to um, price this a certain way or just yeah. the confidence to, mm-hmm. to reach out, the confidence to work with people, the confidence to say, okay, you know, yeah, I just want to let everyone out there know, like, you as a person are good enough. Like, don't let anyone tell you, don't tell yourself that. Like, you as a person are good enough. Like, being a designer, being a creative, is just something that you do. And once you mm-hmm. cross the threshold of saying, okay, I know how to design, like, don't put this pressure on yourself as if you can't, do great design. Like, I feel like we just, we as creatives, mm-hmm. we are so much in our minds that mm-hmm. sometimes we just kind of put ourselves out or, or cause ourselves to lose the battle before we even start. And I just want to let everyone like, you're good enough. And that's what, that was one of the struggles that I, 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 you know, I experienced. It's just confidence. We, we all go mm-hmm. through this 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 struggle of confidence, but I mean, I literally um, tricked my mind and just basically like, listen, I know going in, I'm good enough. And if you're you don't get feel you. like you're good enough now, like just get better. But that doesn't mean that you're not an awesome person. And I think sometimes we we mistake our, our ability to create as our, as who we are. We are so much more than design. hundred percent. Yeah. We're so much more than that. So, and you know, and right now, one of the biggest struggles is just my, my time trying to figure out managing my time between work, podcast, family, you know, That's, you know, just trying to manage my time. And a lot of what I do right now is, is it worth my time? It's not even so much money. Is it worth my time? That is a lot of what I say yes or no to. And things that I'm trying to weed out of my life is just with my time. Um, because I'm no longer struggling with the confidence aspect. I mean, you may experience fear and that's another thing. Like mm-hmm. the way how I look at fear is that it's something that I'm trying to eliminate from my life. So if I'm afraid of something, guess what? I'm going to go do it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, those are two things that I know that us as creatives and part of it is because our minds are so important to what we do. We struggle with confidence and fear and Like the minute you can go towards fear confidently, like you will open a door that no one can close. 
You know what I mean? And gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I started this podcast, right, I didn't even take it serious. Like, uh-huh. I was just, I was just, honestly, I started this podcast to get more clients. Gotcha. So that's a tip mm-hmm. for people. Like, if you want to get more clients, like, start a podcast in an industry that you want to get clients in. I started a, mm-hmm. I started a podcast to acquire musicians. So I was interviewing musicians and I was getting clients through that because I was interviewing musicians. Like there was no, I had the competitive advantage because musicians don't design. And a couple of times, um, and eventually the word would spread, I would mm-hmm. have a musician on and they're like, oh, you design? Oh, okay. Can you do my logo? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? a great hack. And, yeah. But eventually, you know, it grew. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, and I think that is probably one of my biggest things to offer, how to hack into industries. Like, the easiest way how to hack into industries is to offer something to that industry. That's the easiest way. Yeah. It's not... Um, <laughs> It's not selling them something. It's not the easiest way mm-hmm. to, to hack into any industry that you have no experience in is to offer something that you have to that industry. So at that time, my offer was for them to talk about themselves. And that is how I hacked into the design industry even more than just because I'm a designer. I wasn't that into the design industry in the sense of knowing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 100%. So my mm-hmm. podcast was another way to kind of build. Um, and till this day, like the greatest thing about podcasting is the relationships that I've built. Yeah. Like it's brought in, it's brought in money. It's uh-huh. brought in great opportunities. It's, it's brought all of that stuff, but more importantly, the relationships, um, that journey of building different relationships has been great, you know? So those are some of the things I hope I answered your question, but those are some yeah. things. Yeah. That's, yeah. You really do man. So I think that's really, really valuable for creatives that are struggling with, with their clients and with, especially with the uh, imposter syndrome, right? So the, what we call the, or lack of self-confidence with their works. So, and I, I, I honestly, uh, I'm big as well with uh, starting with on podcasts, right? Or starting a podcast because I, 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 you know, it's it's like a it's like a networking tool, right? So you don't mm-hmm. need to go to uh, an event to interview someone or know more about them. So and everyone wants to talk about themselves, right? So who doesn't? want to share their experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Share what, uh, what they're passionate at. And creating a podcast is really, really great for, for building, like what Daryl said, for building meaningful relationship, especially business relationship in the field mm-hmm. that you are into. So, and I, al- I also said for, to one of my podcast episodes that uh, uh, if you're a creative, go talk to outside your industry, you'll learn a lot of great things uh, mm-hmm. uh, compared to inside your industry because uh, those great minds are, you know, are everywhere, right? So, yeah, that's Very really true. cool, man. Yeah. Thank you so much Very for true. sharing that. 
And how, when it comes to, you know, you've mentioned time management, how do you overcome uh, those, uh, you know, those, uh, those, uh, those adversity like time management? I, I think a lot of creatives don't have <laughs> time management. I, I'm, I don't have it when I'm just starting because I, I think I'm a creative mess. Or, right? So <laughs> can you share a little bit about your insight about that? Yeah. All right. So a lot of what I do, all right. So when I think about time, uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I, for me, I look at the most important thing in my life right now. Gotcha. Right. So you think about the most important thing in your life right now, what is most important and to take away time from that thing or that person, what does it value? So for me, like for example, my most important thing right now is the time I spend with my kids. So if I have to go Mm -hmm. speak at a conference, if I have to go work on a project, if I have to go to an event, I judge those things as per how important it is. How would it, how important it is when it comes to taking time away from my kids. That's how I judge where, what I do and what I don't do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just the whole aspect of what you say yes or no to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I get past that, if I'm going to say yes to it, right? Say you want a price. What what is the value that you're putting on this time that Mm -hmm. I'm taking away from my kids to go do this thing? And then I will price it around that because that's where I want to be. I want to be with my kids. Kids. I want to hang out with my kids. So if I got to go speak at an event, right? What is the value of that? Is it worth it? Is it worth like the two hours that yeah. I would be, I would be playing with my kids because gotcha. playing with my kids, talking with my kids is the most important thing to me. Right? So everything that I say yes and no to, mm-hmm. um, I judge it. Uh, I judge the importance of it. Um, compared to the time that I'm spending with my kids. Um, Now, when it comes to managing time, I literally, one, I have a calendar for for like the most important things. I put it in the calendar, which is like a reminder basically on my iPhone. Like we, on our phones, we have everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. on my iPhone, I have a calendar and I put the most important things on my calendar that I'll be reminded of, you know, what's the next, what, when is it coming around and stuff like that. Right. But for you to really get a grasp on your time, because time management is basically the ability to make time for something because we all have the same amount of time. We all have 24 hours, right? For you to manage your time well, you have to know where you're going. What is it that you're trying to get to? And once you know where you're going, what is it you're trying to get to? 
you start judging what you do, what you don't do, to see if it's getting you closer to that goal. And that's how I like manage my time. Now, it's not always perfect. (laughs) And I think sometimes when we give these advice to people, like sometimes we make it seem like we don't deviate at times, right? We do, we all deviate. I've I've spoken to people, as you know, like all different walks of life, like some of the the top people in this, in our industry. Yeah. (laughs) We all all deviate, but the goal is to not deviate more than execute. That's the goal. Yeah. To stay (laughs) on course more than you deviate. Because there are times when our minds are just not up to par. Like we don't feel like it. We, the goal is just like, if you're like, say for example, you're in a marriage, like every marriage has issues. Every marriage fights, right? The goal Mm -hmm. is to not fight and have issues. Don't let the bad outweigh the good. So it's the same thing in time management. It's the same thing. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Like we are not perfect. We deviate at times. The goal is just to execute more than you deviate. Let your execution, let your direction, the following of your direction be far more than the times when, you know, you, you, you slack uh-huh. a little. So Yeah, 100%. And I think that's really, you know, beneficial if you really have that time management skills because i think beyond the beyond uh, the design skills and creative skills because you're basically going uh, doing some business with a great companies or great clients so yeah that's really mm-hmm. that's really a key components uh, on having a great uh, great business and or having a work life balance as, as you might say yeah and yeah, I think that's that's you know I, I'm I'm writing it down actually. <laughs> so for those who are listening, so make sure you're noting what Daryl are saying because I think that's really really great to you know to have that mindset you know to really execute uh, what you are thinking and don't overthink, right? So and there's right 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 essentially right. essentially there's no perfect right. There's no right. There isn't. You, you, you see, the thing is, like, with 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 a work life balance, uh-huh. like, yeah, it's never ever gonna be an even balance, right? Yeah, Jim. It's never gonna be an even balance. You're yeah. always you're always saying yes or no to something, always, right? Gotcha. So mm-hmm. if if you say yes to more family time, you're saying no to more business time. Yeah. So there's always a yes and a no to something. So you just have to say, you have to decide in at this particular time or season that I'm in, what am I going to say yes to? And what am I going to say no to? And how is it going to help me get to my long-term goal? Gotcha. That's it. I think that's really powerful. Uh, that that's really powerful and you, you know to be deliberate 
of your action mm-hmm. or what what to choose that's uh, i think that's a key component mm-hmm. especially yep. in the noisy world we are living or the yeah. very saturated market right so thank you thank, thank you man yeah thank you man for sharing that uh very with, true. Very uh, true. yeah yeah uh, we've talked about creating right so do, do you have any you know practical advice for those people who try to consume more than creating. And I'm big with creating and try to create more than you consume because we're in the consumeristic mindset, I assume I know, or maybe I'm, I'm, uh, maybe that's right, or I don't know. What's, what's your, what's your uh, perspective, perspective about that? So, like, as creatives, like the nature of our name means that Mm -hmm. we create and don't get me wrong like it is hard to Mm -hmm. at times to like go create it's something when it's much more easier to consume something it's 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 much more easier it's much more easier (laughs) yeah but remember like what are you trying to do like there's something that you said just a little bit before like our our intentions like the ability to be intentional in something that you want, something that you do, the ability to be intentional is the one of the greatest tools. It's not easy, but if you can, and, and, and it goes back to the same um, thing that I was saying, like if you can create more than you consume, just, just if it's, if it's, if we're looking at a hundred percent, if you create, 51 times yeah. more mm-hmm. than you consume. Like you can create 51 yeah. and you consume 49%. Like start there, right? But if you are a creative and you want to create more and you want to get paid to create and you want to build, you're currently creating for people, but you want to build higher. The goal is to create. So your actions have to match your intent. So if you intend to, if you, if you intend to create more, you have to physically create more. If you intend to create more and you're consuming more, you're not matching. Your actions is not matching your intent. So that's a question that we all have to internally ask, like, is our actions matching our intent? Is our actions matching where we want to go? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's really, you know, really, really great perspective. And I hope uh, our listener, you know, would learn something from, from it. So, yeah, uh, uh, I really enjoy our talk, man, and I, and. I ha- I probably have some few questions left, so <laughs> uh, stay with me. So yeah, with with regards to uh, when you're when you're uh, let's talk about your podcast, right? So when in terms to your podcasting journey, uh, I think there's a lot of creatives don't know yet the capabilities of this one. Well, what's your best practical advice for them when it, when they want to create their own podcast? Uh, and create more revenue for their service business or for their creative business? Well, 
first thing, like it all depends on the type of podcast that you're uh-huh. going to create. Like you have different types. You have a conversation, which is this type. And that's also mine. Like basically mm-hmm. interview based. If you're just a person alone, like bringing out the information, like there's all different types of podcasts. But the main thing is I would tell pick, get as specific as possible. Right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then go broad, then go broad. And that's probably like uh-huh. two years or so yeah. later, but, but start out with a specific thing in mind, a specific genre, specific, as specific as possible. Starting out, you should always start out um, specific um, because it makes it easier for you to come up with the next steps. Right. And what is what value are you going to bring? Like, what are you offering that comes back up again? Like, what are you offering when you, you know, start your podcast? And listen, like, it seems daunting. It seems like this big thing. Like, and to be honest, guys, it's not that big. Like, we all go yeah. through this. Like, <laughs> it took me one, about year and a half to decide if I'm going to start a podcast. And the day when I started, like I literally just got up that day and started. You know what I did yeah. in the year and a, a year and a half? Yeah. I basically mm-hmm. was talking myself in and out of it for a year and a half. Wow. And then one day I got up and I just started. Like it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Like don't look for perfection. Look for execution, right? Just, just do it. You know, and it's the oldest thing, this, the the dang gone Nike quote, like we all quote it all yeah. the time, just do it. <laughs> like it's literally just that simple. Just go out there and start because you know what you got to constantly you tell yourself because what we go through is like, oh, our podcast is not going to be like this one or that one or we don't have, to, we can't get these guests. You're right. It's not going to be like those podcasts. It's not going to be like, our podcast because you're just starting out and I, I was in that shoe and I know you were in that shoe. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. you cannot look at someone else's thing and think that when you start, you're going to start at the same point as them. Everyone starts at zero. The goal, is to, <laughs> the goal is to start and just tell yourself where you make, make a promise to yourself where you start at now is not where you're going to be down the line. That's just that simple. You gotcha. know what I mean? Like 100%. you can't, that's how you, that's how I look at everything for my, myself or if I yeah. try to get a client and I didn't get the client, like I'll, I say where I am now is not where I'm going to be down the line. So, yeah, you're starting out now, but down the line, you could be the highest downloaded podcast. It, at the end of the day, the goal is to start. Or you may find out, you know what, maybe podcasting is not for me, but the goal is to just start. You won't know any of that until you start. So the goal is to start and just keep building, providing value little by little, little by little little by little and then speaking to the people that you that listen to your podcast get their feedback adjust build build adjust 
build, 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 because it's not going to always go as you planned. You just got to be able to adjust along the way. Like I've done so many adjustments through Mm -hmm. my, through my podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, but don't put this pressure on yourself that, you know, you have to start out the gate with 500 down 500,000 downloads yeah. like nobody starts like that like just <laughs> yeah. let me tell you something and i know we live in this age where it seems like everything is happening so fast the goal is to last not to be fast that's the goal the goal is to last like 10 years from now your podcast is still going. People are still listening. You know what I mean? The goal is to 100%. last. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be sustainable. That is the goal. Like, yeah. Not to be, to get there as fast as possible. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really, you know, uh, uh, no, uh, noteworthy, uh, worth noting because uh, we we tend to uh, we tend to have that instant gratification rather than delaying those gratification, especially in the uh, creative uh, you know business. You should really put in best time and effort to for you to have that uh, have that success or whatever. Uh, success mean for you right so yeah thank you man for for sharing that and yeah before we wrap up the show uh just just to you know uh in general just to give uh those listeners even though those aspiring creatives that are just getting started what's your best practical advice for them if they want to enter uh the creative industry So there's this mantra that I live by and I hope it will be beneficial to you and your listeners. It's basically Mm -hmm. responsibility, responsibility creates opportunity. And it's very simple. The more responsible you are, the more responsibility, the more you take responsibility for what you for your life what you do in your your life where you want to go in your life the more opportunities will come your way and what do i mean by taking responsibility is by being intentional in what you do so wherever you want to go you got to intentionally do something to create the opportunity right? You got to intentionally do something. Responsibility creates opportunity. I was working at a job, right? Uh And Mm -hmm. years ago, I got hired at this job. And I was at basically at the bottom of the barrel. And what did I do? I know where I wanted to get. I just did more than I was asked. You know what I mean? I just, that's, that's all I did at the job. I just did more than what I was asked. Mm-hmm. And not paying attention, it not only got me a raise, promotion, 
It's like I grew faster than the people that were there before me. Right? Gotcha. <laughs> there, was, there was a time in my creative industry that I wanted to get to know more creatives. I wanted to get to know more people. So guess what I did? I put myself in there. I drove two hours one time to a conference that I wasn't even going to. Damn. I drove two. I drove two hours. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy a ticket. I didn't do anything like that. I knew mm-hmm. one person at that conference, right? Uh-huh. I knew one person at that conference, and I drove two hours to go meet up with that person to have lunch. That lunch turned into. About, about, we had about six tables with a whole different creatives that were at the conference. Wow. And we all mm-hmm. had. So let's, let me tell you that that led to uh-huh. me. That led to me podcasting at that conference. That led to me getting to know the coordinator of the conference. That led, it got, led me to get projects from different people. Like, that one, two hours, my wife was looking at me like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, my wife was looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, where are you going? <laughs> like, so this is what I'm telling you guys. The more responsible, the more you, the more you intentionally make moves on growing your career, your business, the more opportunities you will create. Did I know that that's what was going to happen? No, but I didn't say no, right? And mm. it's just a different chain reaction. And listen, like I'm nothing special about me, guys. Like I'm just a regular person that's relentless in my pursuit. I'm just a regular person that's relentless yeah. in my pursuit. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah I mean that's really meaningful words man and and if if we highlight those you know those moment you, you just be in the moment and you know it will broaden all of our listeners perspective right especially when you meet someone and then and then at the end of the day you'll meet a lot of creatives right so it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah that makes sense right that's really really amazing uh, thank you thank you so much man for sharing that and yeah we, uh, let's get share your widgets for for those who are uh, want to learn more about you or listen to your podcast where they can find you or contact you if they have any questions well you can contact me my podcast is Passion Behind the Art. So the, the, the link is passionbehindtheart.com or Daryl Pinnock. Um, you can just search my name on Google or Daryl Pinnock on Instagram. Um, and for the most part, most of my stuff is under DP yeah. Creates. Gotcha. So if you search DP Creates, you'll find me or Daryl Pinnock. Um, darrowpinot.com um, so anything around those arenas you will be able to find me 
Yeah, that's it. Uh, for those who are listening, if you are interested to know more about Daryl Finak, that's really, you know, really great to reach out if you have any question as well, especially for those creatives. Just uh, go down to the show notes and you'll find all the links that we've mentioned here in this episode. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or in any of your favorite podcast app, just go down the link and you'll see all the the notes that we talk, we talk about here. And you can go as well to the designlifeshow.com to listen for all the great episodes, including this one with Daryl. So once again, Daryl, thank you so much, man, for giving me some time. You're, you're giving your time to the TDLS audience, and I really appreciate your your time today. Thank you so much, man. Super great. Sure, time. man. Um, yeah. The pleasure was all, man, all mine, bro. It was really good doing this. Thank you, man. Have a great day. Yeah. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening, especially for all the supporters who contribute monetarily. And I just want to let you know that it really means the world to me. With that being said, there are a ton of people asking me on how to support this podcast. So here's how. Number one is you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. Second one is you can take a screenshot of this podcast and share to your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of content. Third one is you can support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate. That's jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls. And the last one is by listening to all the podcast episodes. However, if you support my message, that's more than enough and it means the world to me. So thank you so much.